Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg. I'm not going to talk about Einstein today. No, sir. Nope. Let's just jump right into this mug, man. Guys, I hope your day was eventful. I'm actually putting this episode together a little bit late in the evening. I was listless. Couldn't really sleep. I believe that will be forthcoming here shortly, but after the conclusion of this message, kind of had a dull ache in the head, took a little bit of ibuprofen, and uh, I think it's going to be rectified, put me in a pinch of black buffalo. Things are coming clearly into view. I hope your day was good. I'm going to tell you about mine. I'm going to tell you about mine. It was pretty eventful. Learned a lot today. And on our journey, and you know we talk about this journey of becoming men, learning implies growth. And it really is limitless. So I thank God. I thank God for... A Marine friend of mine who likes the show, and he was an old hand-to-hand combatter, really, I guess the Corps calls it close combatives instructor, and he's passing it on to some of his buds. I'm honored. Heck, doggone seal, he said the show's pretty cool. He passed it on to a friend. And then a pastor friend of ours, we attended his service yesterday. He actually brought in a speaker from Pensacola, Florida. It was a lady. She was amazing. And um, I receive everything that he told me today with regards to this show, what men need and how this is a perfect vehicle for it. And I hope I can be a conduit for that. So I thank God for all the above. I even thank God for Abdullah. And yes, I like guys with the name of Abdullah. I just like saying it. But that son of a gun is doing our landing page, man. And our landing page is really just trying to spruce up the the website for our show. You know, it's going to show a couple of pics of us. My wife and I are going to have our normal thumbnail art, the comfortable and chaos where you're standing at the precipice wondering, am I the only one left? Is it up to me? Well, maybe in some instances, yes. But don't ever let yourselves, men, get isolated into thinking that you are the only one in that predicament, whatever that may be for you. 
Be careful. Be very careful. Do not be silent. Do not allow yourself to think that you are alone or you are separated from the flock and you are easy to take down. Don't let that happen to you. Ah, but I'm remiss. Back to Abdullah. So yeah, basically what we're trying to do is uh, just kind of provide you a concierge, a better listening experience, especially if you want to contact me and uh, we're going to wrap a little bit back and forth. This will provide a better vehicle for doing it. Moreover, you can learn a little bit about me, my history, and um, uh, just gives it a different shade, a different vibe. But Back to Abdullah and back to that church. You heard me in a previous episode talking about how I'm down with black churches, man. I think they're doing it a lot better than predominantly white churches. Whether it's a Catholic parish, whether it's any of the smorgasbord of uh, Protestant sects, Baptist, Methodist. We go to the Methodist church. I'm really fond of it. I love our pastor. But the reason I like this church where we were is because we got down when we worshiped. There was a lot of hooting and hollering, man. I felt an anointing in there. And really, I was screaming like a fool. And men, if we can scream at sporting events and concerts, why in the hell would we be less spirited when we're in church just sitting there? Oh, yeah, we're sitting there and we're listening. And okay, okay, we're good boys. Uh, maybe one hand goes up. I don't think that's where it's it. No, I think we're missing it. I think what that is is a lack of devoutness and a demonstration of your faith. And hell, I've been guilty of it for so long. Hmm. I'll tell you this too. If you don't cultivate that relationship, and that is the relationship, how do you expect to have any other good ones, especially with your loved ones? There is a depth there. One cannot occur without the other. All right, let's segue back to Abdullah. Anyways, Abdullah's working on this. I tried to put a message that is already done out for you guys earlier today. But that son of a gun was finagling with my WordPress uh, website, my Blueberry hosting service, so I couldn't post. Of course, we have a time differential in Bangladesh, and he has assured me that we will be back on track by tomorrow morning. And damn it. If we're not, Abdullah's going to have hell to pay. I don't know what I'm going to do to Abdullah, but I'm going to think about it. But yes, Lord, I am thankful for Abdullah. And you know, in the episode I wanted to publish, and it'll hit first, and then we'll go to this one, I talked about the invasion, the two-front invasion that is occurring in the United States. Of course, the one at the southern border 
And then the misnomer of the invasion whereby Russia didn't invade Ukraine. The United States invaded Ukraine. And we didn't expect Vladimir Putin to be discontented with that outcome. He practically begged us to not do it. But the U.S. invaded Ukraine. And when you hear that episode, you'll better understand why. I was a little bit pointed in my comments, and that's why when you get a chance to listen, you'll find out for Christmas dinner that I am inviting 2.3 illegal immigrants, or we can call them migrants, to our dinner table. 2.3. But I was a little bit biting. But isn't that what truth really is, and that's why people abhor it? Truth, right? Yeah, no one wants to hear it anymore. It is deemed terroristic, confrontational. My goodness. Okay, well, I'll give in for this episode. We went hard. Thank a Muay Thai leg kick. And now we're just going to kind of go soft. And we need to learn how to do that as men. So we're going to redirect some things. Let's think a little bit uh, Aikido, right? A little bit of Aikido. Too bad Steven Seagal isn't making those movies anymore. I really enjoyed them. I mean, he's a large man, and but you know he's kind of carrying a lot more girth these days. I, th- I, I know he can kick, but I think he is still susceptible from the waist down. And uh, up top, I think you still have a pretty formidable guy. But talking about confronting things... Did you know as men, it's our job to confront one another? And really change will not occur unless you hear things sometimes from other men. Men to keep you in check, to keep you accountable. So let's confront one another. Here we are. I think this is a good example. We don't need to go Bart Simpson. But let's take... um, Let's take dude has come in from work, and he needs to detox a little bit. Maybe one dude goes into a shop, piddles around. One guy goes in the garage. Hell, he never comes out. That's all cool, Uh, but not if it's a pattern. So in this instance, we got Joe Schmo. He gets on the couch, pops open a brewski. He's going to watch a little football, right? Okay, hell, let's take him back a little bit more Neanderthalish. Dude gets in his flat-out recliner drinking that brewski. Um, and this ain't just on Sunday for the NFL. It's on Saturday for college football, and we know the NFL plays on Thursday. And that's good and all from time to time. But if it's going to be more than that... Maybe there needs to be a conversation with the people that are in that household with him. And what I would tell you is, is let's say dude has a wife and he has kids. He's present. That he is. But what is he doing? And from a child's perspective, yeah, they know daddy's there. They know daddy is still there in it for them, and he'll 
He'll most probably look after them unless he drinks too many of those brews. But there's really no connection. And so that leaves a child wondering. Well, if it's a daughter who's left wondering, really without nurturing, look out. She's going to go find someone that she believes can provide that for her if you don't do your job. If it's a boy, he may in fact go find that girl in search of the same thing. And if we're not all careful, that union could wreck their lives. We have to pour into these souls. Those are our kids. Okay. Well, very much akin to that is the spouse that's walking around, tending to the kids. Hell, maybe the dude thinks it's uh, mom's role to, uh, to do all the nurturing for the kids. I would say on an emotional level, the minutia of emotionality, yeah, mom's better suited for that. But for the bigger ideas, promoting self-esteem, giving guidance, dad has to listen to all of that. That is his job. And you know what? Man, maybe you set the beer down, pause the TV, 30, 45 good minutes. You've got a son or daughter feeling like a champ. Or, just like I mentioned a few moments ago, Your spouse knows you're there, but there's no connectedness. Without connection, there is a general malaise. You leave unrest in your partner's soul. They want to believe the best in you, especially if they have a relationship with the Lord. But how can they be sure? So that takes us down another path. That would be spiritual, emotional, and physical intimacy. Men, did you know you were not equipped unless you were solo and on your own? Eh, the emotional fitness may come. Definitely can have spiritual intimacy. You're not going to have physical intimacy. Not anything that's going to serve you beneficially. But we're talking when you are not alone. And you cannot attain those things without your spouse. That's why God gave them to you. And you to them. It holds very much true for your wife. So what is the spiritual intimacy? Praying together? Reading the Bible together? You know how many pastors, men of God, per se, followers of faith, will talk all kinds of mumbo-jumbo and quote scriptures, but yet, They won't pray with their wives. I'm holding my hand up. I've been guilty. You know why I didn't? 
I thought it made me vulnerable. I thought if I prayed for a specific outcome and or towards something and or about something, it meant I had a problem in that area and therefore I was deficient. Really, all that would have done is allow my wife to look into my soul, understand me better. And then you're bringing the good Lord above. You're bringing Christ into your marriage. There's a direct conduit that will definitely benefit benefit both of you. Okay. Well, there's the spiritual. What about the emotional? Your wife wants to know how you feel. I know it's hard. You need to know how she feels. And if she doesn't think that you are concerned with that, there's going to be a deep void in her heart, and you're going to pay for it in one way, shape, or form. Those two go hand in hand. You have to discuss your feelings. And it's a little bit tit for tat. If those muscles are underutilized, just start using them. A little bit will lend itself to more and more. And then, of course, it's incumbent upon you to provide physical intimacy. And no, hell no. I'm not saying once you turn the remote off and the game is done and then you go and what do you do? You put the popcorn in the microwave and it's instantaneous sex. Well, without the other two components, you're no better than my three dogs that I have at the house. Mittens, jumper, and bull. Now, that may stand on its own for a little while. But that's not going to be obliged for much longer than that. And you will never get to that level whereby you are truly connecting physically, intimately. Looking in. Seeing your wife and your wife looking in and seeing you without those other two. That is the triune nature of what real intimacy is. And of course, I'm not beating you on the head with this. I'm just simply giving you food for thought. I've been negligent in all the things that I've just described. And I don't want that to happen for you. It can be overcome. It needs to be worked on as much as you work on everything else. And if you do so, your life has a very good chance of being blissful. So until next time on the Cook and chaos podcast I bid you born voyage my burgeoning flock until next time like and subscribe to the comfortable and chaos podcast